Life has its ways to have us going here, there, and every which where. <laughs> it's called the rat race, and that's exactly what we talk about today. Well, welcome to another podcast here with Steve and Eddie, and we are really glad that you're here and joined us today. It is Thursday, not Wednesday, and uh, we are realizing that uh, we wonder if winter has just decided to come back around. 30 degrees different from yesterday. (laughs) It's it's nuts. And um, I think the whole nation is getting affected by it to some degree. Had a line of storms last night, and uh, it was pretty nuts. We had some high winds here, but... Um, thankfully, uh, now you didn't have any power this no. morning. No, two o'clock. I got up and um, took Izzy to the bathroom, and boy, that wind was wild. I, this is a great season for kite flyers. I'd so say if you've got a kite, you need to be out there you, getting that well, bad you might up as, in the air. So you might as well go ahead and be be ready to go going with the kite <laughs> at that point in time. You know, you can fly and that's off something the you don't see people flying kites. I never, I don't see kids flying kites anymore. Yeah, there's so many other things that grab their attention, but. It's always good to get, get good to get a good kite out, and I'm, I know I did it when I was a kid. We Man, it's a lot of fun. Jason and Josh were small up there on that hill. We lived in the country. Uh, we would try to get one up, let out all the string we could, and see if it'd stay up all night. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would. It's pretty yeah. amazing. There's times that, uh, of course, you know, just like you said, I remember, and I would suppose it would around five or six years old that uh, dad would get one up you know and it, it'd be a way up there it's across the cornfields yeah and had some room to do it um we'd go eat supper mess around a little bit come back that thing still be right <laughs> yeah, up there yeah. tugging away you know then uh, uh, if i'd have had a dollar for everybody's Anytime people said to me, go fly a kite, I'd be a rich man. So <laughs> That used to be a cliche. Yeah. Say. Well, old March has come in and has, has uh, stayed. It's not really going out like a lamb. Today is the last day of March. Oh, no, it's not. And um, it's uh, we're, we're waiting for a little bit of that. I think we're using some of the lamb's fleece to uh, warm up today. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious. So. But anyway, we're glad that... that uh, uh, we're inside here today and we're warm we're hoping that you're warm and uh, if you're not maybe some of the stuff that we'll talk about today will warm your heart uh, and help you bring you closer to, to God and through this process of of living here on earth and um, recognizing how much we need each other mm-hmm. and especially need Jesus in this uh, this thing called the rat race I think a lot of times a lot of people call uh, call it that way mm-hmm. Um before we get into the thick of it and before I pray, um, anything that's been on your mind here, Pastor, the last little bit uh, I'd like to share with the folks no, listening? I know we talk about sports a lot, but uh, I have made such a disaster out of my NCAA bracket, I probably won't ever do it again because I'm so ashamed. <laughs> that I, Man, I, all mine scratched out pretty much. But, it's hard to pick it, actually, but it's always fun to do that. And um, I always say it's the best basketball of the year. Actually. It's pretty fun. Pretty yeah, fun to watch uh, these young guys it, it, just go high-intense uh, stuff uh, a lot. And it's a, a lot good of time. emotion. Yeah, a lot of emotion, a passion in, in the whole context. And uh, the Cinderella team got Cinderella out. So. Yeah, there's a uh, to go from basketball 
to baseball. Um, the first of the season is starting up here in April coming up. But did you know this? I'm, I'm going to share some things that you might not know, Pastor. Two things. Did you know that there was something new for the National League this year? Uh-uh. Designated hitter? Yeah. Designated hitter. Really? They're doing it, huh? They're doing it. Wow. So the American League all this time had had designated hitters. National League didn't. National League now has a designated hitter. Now, to those that are not baseball fans or don't know, um, designated hitter is where that will, that hitter will come in for the pitcher around his time when he comes to his turn to bat. Somebody comes in to bat for him so that he can keep his strength. Man, that'd and, be a good gig. You can sit in the yeah. dugout and eat sunflower seeds and spit them out. Guess who's getting a part of that designated hitter on the St. Louis team? Guess who came back? Albert Pujols. Pujols. No kidding. I'm sorry, I said his oh, name. Oh, man. The, uh, those Cardinal, Cardinal fans, fans are they're, probably oh, they're happy. flying high, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Because you see a lot of his shirts around. Oh, yeah. 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 Bring them back. You know, Cardinal fans, go ahead and bring them yeah, back out. That's what I'm you know? saying. But uh, he's a good guy. I like yeah. him. He's... Yeah. Uh, He's got a neat ministry of himself uh, with, that he does, and a uh, good guy all around, so it's good stuff. But um, anyway, I thought yeah, I'd share cool. that. That's yeah, cool. It's good stuff. Well, um, getting right into it here, we um, are going to be talking about the uh, how to win the rat race, and that's, that's what we'll be talking about here in just a little bit. And then we're going to be actually just doing a, a brief synopsis over um, what he's going to be preaching on this coming Sunday. And he'll he'll mention that here in just a little bit, but it has has to do with some of the things that that we need to to use that God's given to us, but uh, is directing us in uh, in our lives. So uh, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we are delighted to know that we can bring this podcast and anything to you, and ask you to take charge, to lead us, to ask you to to guide us in our ways and to help us through uh, the need of healing, the, the need for someone else to come to know you. And yes, we are, uh, we have these um, minds of our own where we can choose and and choose whether we're going to serve you and to follow you, Jesus, or not. But Lord, we can pray for others so that they will be, maybe something will be drawn closer to them to be able to know you better. So we we come with intercession for loved ones and, and people that need to know you. And we we just ask in Jesus' name that, that uh, Lord, you would intensify some areas, maybe bring up the heat a little bit to those that you've been working on, that, um, that Lord, that they will sense that, Man, I, I am in the need of a Savior. I am in need of something. And you find, and they will find that it's Jesus, you. Yes, and so I pray through our podcast today that, Lord, if there's something that can be said in it that, that will inspire or to yes, touch people's hearts, that, Lord, that you would direct it. And so we just ask in Jesus' name that you help us. And um, we thank you for doing that because we know we can count on you. It's in Jesus' name we do pray it. Amen. 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 How to win the rat race? Uh, some people say, "Well, the rats are winning," but uh, I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> you know, in that old movie I started out talking about with Jonathan Winters, that was a funny movie because that's what they were doing was racing for money, and then uh, they brought it back out in sixty. Um, later, it, you know, that was in in two thousand one. Jerry Zucker brought the 
rat race out and and that's that's kind of was of what people just go crazy over the fact that they're racing to win two million dollars mm-hmm. but we live I'm, i don't know how many times i've heard the rat race and being on the wheel and on and on and on it's the daily grind whatever your hours are that's pretty much the rat race and and it's really evaluating our lives what we're striving for um, of course, we all like to have a, a great job and big salaries, but what's the motivation? Is it to please ourselves and buy us stuff, or uh, which God expects us to do to take care of ourselves and our families? But the real motivation is, is, is are we working for God and, and the, the resources that he's given? Are we, are we using them wisely? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we tithe time, talent, and treasures? That's the, you know, and that's the whole point about it. And that's, that's where, that's where, uh, Solomon was going Ecclesiastes nine eleven through eighteen. He he tells and, and boy, I think that's what church does. We he's telling people to step out of the rat race and evaluate your life. And I I think uh, as followers of Christ, we need to do that on a consistent basis. Because yeah. a lot of times, all we hear about God's the time we're at church. <laughs> that's a sad state of events, but nonetheless, that's. And we talked about the way that the world sees it. You know, we we talked about optimism, pessimism, suspicion, fatalism, all different worldly, uh, in, in a sense, worldly concepts of life. But Solomon wants us to step out and look at it from, from God's perspective. And I think that's that's the whole point of following Christ, is looking at life through God's perspective well, and not ours, because we get a distorted view right, sometimes. Right. One of the things that we talked today, we actually just came from a meeting about 45 minutes ago, a time where we meet with other pastors in the community, and we sit down and we discuss a book or we discuss some situations within our churches in a, in a general way and maybe personally that we talk about. And today we talked about taking a Sabbath, resting in God, and how important it is for us to be good examples as pastors to those because those that are in our congregations and in those that are in our community to recognize that we're living what we're preaching, right? I mean, that's so important, you know? Um, it's not do as I do, right. or do as I do, not do as I say. <laughs> exactly. And that, that, and that is, you're right, that, that happens a lot of times. And, and we talked about that today. We talked about how the pastor's life, we know where to take a day of rest. Uh, you know, Sundays aren't really a day of rest for pastors. I mean, honestly, they're delivering the word, and they're doing this out of passion for God and the calling. But there's exhaustion. And that's work, and that's a process through a Sunday. So pastors have to find another day where they're completely resting in God and, and, and taking that time and that Sabbath. So we talked that out today as pastors, and, and it, looks, it can look different in different lives. And so your circumstance as in the job that you're doing um, might look different than uh, but there's some similarities in what we need to do at, with rest. And so in the midst of this rat race, mm. to find direction and wisdom that is going to pull into our lives to remind us where our source of energy, not f- 
physical energy necessarily, but the spiritual down deep core that provides everything else, that is what rest is for with God, right? I mean, yes, we rest each night, try to get our physical energy pumped back up, all of these different aspects, but the rest as a Sabbath is one that we allow God to reinstate and re-remind us, rather, the, the, the fact that He is where we need to be connected to. And, um, man, it's, it's so important. So, man, that, today's meeting well, with, then, with everybody you know, was really good. One, one thing about it, there's a lot of professions in life and whatever that only somebody in that profession really understands. And I, I think the ministry's like that. You know, we, we, we try to please God and whatever, but uh, regardless of whether you have a church of 50 or 600 or 1,000 or 5,000, uh, all those people have a expectation of you and you, you can't meet them. It's mm-hmm. impossible. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I, I guess case in point is, is people, and we are to serve and we are to, to help people, but there's such a draw. Uh, a case in point is this, that my email got hacked. Uh, I ended up giving 10 to 15 calls and over 50 texts. I had to answer all those. And, but they were doing it because they they wanted to let me know that that had happened. That's right. And I think sometimes it's... It's that way in ministry, and I'm I'm not complaining. I'm just saying the way it is. So I I, I appreciate people that pray for their pastor. I'm, that's the point I'm wanting to make. I'm not whining or whatever. I'm just making a point that you really need to pray for your pastor or pastor pastor or such as this case here at Crossroads because we hear things and do things that you don't know and we can't tell you. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. For I, sure. I think that's a and and we carry those burdens you know a lot of times people say well i think you say you pray for me and then kind of blow it off no whatever that is whatever that hurt whatever that need is we absorb that and we we keep that in our heart and i think that's that's the love that we have for people and part of and i'm getting off track here but i just want to say this that one of the biggest frustrations that you have in loving people is that we can't fix it we want to we 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 give it to god and let him fix it but it's a fact that you just wish that at that moment in time whatever that was you could you could say be gone and it'd be gone but it's not the way it works so i you know i i, I and it's the thing thing with what solomon is saying here is a in this whole rat race we can we have to pick out priorities actually mm-hmm. He gives us three truths to ponder. First, I didn't want to confuse people, but he gives us three truths to ponder in this text. He says, first, he looks at the race as it's being run. Many people believe want to believe that the only way to succeed is to be more competitive, to be stronger, smarter, and faster than the next guy. That is what the world teaches. Solomon says, not so. <laughs> he said, God's sovereign hand has a way of living. Even the best laid plans are the most mighty and clever, aggressive people on earth. That's not God's ways more of, of, of servanthood than it is getting ahead, so to speak. And, and he, this passage in Daniel 2, 20 and 21, Praise the name of God forever and ever, for he had us all wisdom and power. He controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. Second truth he mentions is the end of all mankind. And he goes back to, Almost every 
every passage that we have studied, every chapter we have studied, he, he always reminds people, you're not going to live forever. Mm-hmm. You need to keep that in perspective. The end of all mankind comes in death unless Christ comes back and splits that eastern sky, which a lot of times we hope for that and takes us out of here. That way we won't see death. But nonetheless, that is how people end up, regardless of how much you uh, worth you assess or the name that you made to yourself, we're all the same. And as I've said a thousand times, they're going to have a little service for us. Go out and throw us in a hole and come back to church and eat potato salad. That is life. Mm-hmm. That is the way it is. I don't care. You can't get away. You, you can't rationalize that away. And I say that at a lot of funerals. As you stand in front of those people, whether it's an urn with ashes or a casket with a body in it, right you can't we cannot rationalize that away we can change the subject try to ignore it use it as an elephant in the room but it is what it is you're never going to see that person again on this earth mm-hmm. so you know and that's kind of what what solomon is trying to say keep that keep that in perspective and he goes to james where he says james says our what is our life it's a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then poof it's gone right so that's the point how foolish it is to think that we can conduct our lives in our own strength apart from God. Nothing can be further from the truth. Third truth is this, the nature of those in the race. And he, he talks about a wise man that saved a city from a, an attacking king and his army. They didn't even thank him after he had saved them. They go back to their hurried rat race lives. And I think it, it's like, that way with Jesus sometimes and some of the stuff that he does for us we we just blow it off and we expect it and we take advantage of grace and move on there's got to be a time where we are grateful for those that have gone before us um, that has kind of set the way mm-hmm. and the example I uh, used was kids that their parents scraped and served or scrimped and saved to get them through college and they get through college and are real successful, they don't even ever thank their parents. A lot of times they don't. That's a sad state of events to me. Then he gives us, um, he talks about wisdom. He gives gives us, and that's kind of where we went in the rest of this message, is five statements of wisdom. A statement one is this, human ability cannot guarantee genuine success. The all too common advice of the competitive world is don't push your Christianity too far. Don't take Jesus to work with you. Leave him aside because a lot of Jesus' principles and guidance and direction in his word on truth and integrity, they don't line up in a lot of business situations. Because a lot of times you have to ignore, look the other way, maybe even use a half-truth or an outright lie to get ahead. And that's they want to separate. A lot of people want to separate faith from their, the rest of their life, and you can't do that. The second statement is strength is more impressive, yet less effective than wisdom. Yeah, you know, great might, whatever. We've seen the, we're seeing the might of the Russian army in, in Ukraine, uh, but I think they're finding that uh, the wisdom maybe that the Ukrainians are using has really surprised them on how to fight a war. A poor wise man can deliver a city from a mighty king Indeed, a wisdom can prevail over strength. However, most people appeal to and seek after power and disregarding the wisdom and advice that we get from the Bible and from God sometimes. Statement three, wise counsel is never popular, rarely obeyed and seldom remembered. 
and that that they'll they'll go with the flow so to speak they'll they'll go with with what they've learned john 16 8 and when he comes he will convict the world of its sin and of god's righteousness and of the coming judgment the world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me and it's like i said Sunday, that's why people are in hell yeah it's the only reason yeah. they're there yeah you people would might debate on that because they've done atrocious things Adolf Hitler, if he's in hell, it's there because he didn't believe in Jesus, not That's because right. he killed six million Jews. It's, some people want to debate that, but yeah. to, to get it right down, this answers it. The world's sin is that it refused to believe in me. A, Period. That's it. A statement for human rulers will always outshout wise counselors, and fools prefer the former. Many people have the discernment that only comes from God, and when they speak, everyone should listen. Unfortunately, few people do. Statement five, constructive words of wisdom are no match for destructive weapons of war. And so, and like I said, I brought that up against that we, we see what destructive weapons of war, but then he goes on a little bit and talks about a person's foolish, reckless lifestyle can ruin other lives characterized by wisdom. The pursuit of success can drag us down and lead us away from God's spirit and his word, our unerring guide for life. Well, that's kind of where we were at. And then I talked about, well, I was bringing this in for a landing, if you will, as to ask ourselves, you know, our, to step back as Solomon did and really ask ourselves the question, am I in this rat race? Am I caught up in it? Is it, is it driving me? Is it my motivation in life? Well, for believers, this should be Christ and his God's word, you know. And as we listen to him, uh, our lives will be much calmer and filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit instead of anxiety and chaos and craziness. Yeah. You know, I I think that um, I, I think it'd be a really good time right now, in just just a couple minutes of this podcast to to relay to some. Um, relatable uh, personal things that we can do to help ourselves in this in this we might think we might not think well we're not in a, a rat race we're not we're not in the crazy aspects of things maybe you are thinking that right now but how many of you listening will Take the time to step back and to maybe, if you have a spouse, to sit with a spouse very quietly and um, just talk and talk about the season that you're in, the season of life that you're in. What are the things you need to adjust and be open and honest with one another and to say, you know what, I need, I've, I've not been there as much in this way or this form or whatever. Yes, this has been pulling, but I'm going to work now. You'll see me working at the next month of, of how I'm going to release that. You know, sometimes we want the immediate answer. We want it to be done right now. Certain things can be. But one other thing that, that you need to do is be able to sit there, to, to rest in one another, to talk it out, and then to pray over it. As we own it, and think about how good of a steward we can be for our family and our lives, then it becomes 
this uh, understanding that the adjustments aren't just, um, you know, uh, something that will ease the nagging of a wife or a, uh, or a, you know, two two spouses going at their own jobs crazily together, and they never. You know, so each of them are bumping into each other down the hall. Well, as they're sometimes leaving. if they work different shifts, they never see each other. Right, right. So some of that time of adjustment and really taking time to say, I'm going to step back. I'm going to find out where God wants to lead in this area. So let's pray over it, you know, and that's that's that type of thing. And to, and to come to the Word and to just have that time. So I just kind of wanted to share that. It was a little bit on my heart as I was thinking about the rat race and what we deal with as families, as individuals. And um, we just have to push the pause button sometimes. Well, and then I ended up with Galatians 5, 22, 23. That's really our basic daily test to see what, if we're living where we need to be in the spirit. And I, I think that's a good idea, Steve, to sit down and ask your spouse and you read this scripture and say, do you see this in my life? Mm-hmm. And that door swings both ways. The Holy but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It, it's a good indication if none of these are coming out of your life, there, you have a spiritual problem that needs to be dealt with. And I, it, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of gutsy to do that because you, you might get the answer back you don't want to hear. But right. nonetheless, it, it needs, and that's, that's who we are, people that are living in the Spirit. These things are in their life. Some are stronger than others, and I'd say all, in all honesty, as we sit and look at that, some days one of these is more relevant or alive in me than others, and some days there's some of those I really need to work on because I'm not, I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit uh, to bring that out, mm-hmm. I say self-control is is is, uh, is one of my ones that maybe I would struggle with sometimes is allowing him to take control. Because mm. I think the first letters S E L F really that's that's. Because if we can't do that, these other things is going to have a hard time getting through. That's right. I, I like that concept of when you're talking about things, steps to do, and uh, our brother was talking about f- first things first in the morning, the first four minutes, what they do. But I'm still a big advocate of every day, even before your feet touch the floor, is mentally and praying and putting out that armor of God. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm uh, if, if we could do anything and learn anything, it, it, it would be to start there. Because Satan is at your house. He's, <laughs> he's not going to leave you alone. We, I think sometimes we think that, uh, if, you know, that we won't be bothered by things of the world, but that's untrue. Well, the more and more that we get a grip on the rat race, the more and more that we touch base with God, the more and more that we're being a light and example with these, uh, the fruit of the Spirit, more and more he's going to attack us. Well, and, and think about this, and where it's your job or what you call it, God has you there to be a witness for him. You're not there by chance. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the scripture says that to work in our jobs as we work unto God, that we're doing that for God. And, and in that whole process of employment that we are looking for ways to be Jesus in that. Right. So, and, you know, I, what, I, what I just mentioned about Satan... 
uh, paying attention. We are to find it then joy, you know, when these attacks come so that we can we can just give it right over to God. You know, maybe those that would hear that, it's like, well, Count if I'm... joy, that's what James said. Yeah, if I, it, but, I but, it, but I think that the opposite in our selfishness, yeah. our selfishness is that we think, well, I don't want to be attacked by the devil. Well, I don't want to be... I don't want to be this, and I don't want to be that. So, yeah. you know what? Why? Why would I want to work and show other people all these different fruits if if God or if uh, Satan's going to attack yeah. me? Well, the the thing about it is, is that the Lord intervenes. Yeah, yeah, that's the it's point. through obedience. Yep. And so we continue to give of love and joy and peace, having patience and working on that, and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. We work on these areas, and then we let them show to others so that they can find that it truly is about how we're all living in unity with the Spirit. Yeah, to better and his, you're right. And better the kingdom. Uh, our reaction to events in life, how we handle them. Uh, people that have road rage, they don't exercise these. They fly into a rage. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't always turn out so good. It's like, well, wait, wait a minute, Pastor. Just because I have road rage here and there, does, that, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I don't show, you know, uh, faithfulness or the gentleness in some other areas. And it's like, no, it just trickles to everything else. So if there's some hot spots in your life and road rage yeah. happens to be one, take account of yeah. it. Yeah. Come on, right? It's exactly the truth. We Man, just I, gotta, I, could, I just read a story about that. Oh, I know what it was. A lady was driving a car, and uh, a guy in front of her was poking along or whatever. So she started bumping him with, oh. her, with her car. <laughs> and this cop stopped her, and and uh, I don't think the cop saw her do that. But she, but anyhow, the point was said. Uh, she says, "What you, what'd you stop me for? I, I wasn't doing anything." And he says, "Well, I saw that Jesus bumper on your bumper sticker. Bumper, yeah, sticker. And Christians don't give people the finger or shake their fist or scream or bump them. So I thought maybe this car was stolen. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, it. Was that kind of gotcha? Yeah, it was that kind of point. He got her all right. I understand." It's, it's, it's like, it, 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 I thought I'd better stop this car. Uh, this is not a Christian inside this car. Well, that was a point. I right? this messed that up, but that was the whole gist behind it. That, yeah. that couldn't have been a believer because that's not the way believers Man, act. Man, think about that in its in its entirety. Right as we we ponder on what you know, uh, this whole thing is what we're talking about about how the fruit comes out of us as believers. We, we represent that's Christ. It. That's it. Twenty four seven. And people matter. are watching us, even when we don't think that they are. Absolutely. So be on. Be be aware. That, and that's that why I was concerned there. about all those uh, people, uh, maybe that we know that was down at Washington booing at that ball game. That was a big concern. Oh no, yeah, no so kidding. Not mention any names, but the guilty know who they are. Uh, yeah, well, that's the truth. <laughs> got to be so, got to be careful, don't we? Yeah, I wish I had taken my phone and panned the crowd, <laughs> then I could have. Circle their face and maybe put it on the big screen on Sunday. I don't know, but 
be, be careful. Yeah, I it's kind of reminds me of the old, I'm joking around. I'm joking. It so, reminds me of yeah. of the little song that we used to sing when we were be be Care- careful, careful little, that's exactly right. Little eyes what you see, careful little mouths what you say. That's right. Well, that's on right. to the next. Well, Solomon stays in a vein for a while. He's still in that whole vein about wisdom and and your mind, so to speak, and how you view view things and act. Actually, the title of this message is how to use some common sense. And boy, sometimes uh, it's really needed. And I think God expects us to use common sense in situations. Um, sound practical judgment concerning everyday matters. The basic ability to perceive, understand, and judge what is right and true. Um, Here's a fact about uh, common sense. True wisdom comes from the mouth of God. The wisdom that you and I need for daily living is found only in God and comes from the mouth of God. This may be obvious in many ways that wisdom comes from God, yet on the the heels of Proverbs 2, um, 1 through 5, Solomon punctuates the point in verse 6 as a point of finality. For the Lord grants wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And then I'm going to use a text, a scripture from James as well, chapter 3, 13 through 18, where he, he is talking about, about wisdom. I'm not going to read that now. I'll read that Sunday. But that's if you're studying or you want to read that, it's James 3, 13 through 18. And those who, uh, that, that verse 18 says this, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. You know, that's how we're supposed to, to use God's common sense. Dallas Willard, in his great book, Spirits of the Discipline, states this profound truth. Please do not kid yourself. We are all capable of great evil. And he's talking to believers. That's who he's talking to. And I, I say this a lot. Sometimes I say it in different ways but the point is it's it's easier some days to be bad than it is to be good i hate to say that but i think it's i really do believe that to be a truth because i live it Mm -hmm. and because we are free moral agents we have choices every day we can settle for a lifestyle that displeases the lord and yields fleeting pleasures and deep dissatisfaction or we can choose to be obedient to god and live a life of peace (laughs) Ecclesiastes 10, the king continues calling on us to look above the sun and to seek to his light, to live wisely. He spelled out his counsel in a series of loosely connected proverbs that contrast the wise and the foolish person. His bottom line exhortation is be sensible. And that's what he talks about. So there we are in chapter 10. We start with verse 1 uh, and it goes through verse verse 11. And, and these are the, you know, he's... Starting out, he says, a dead fly causes even a bottle of perfume to stink. So a little foolishness spoils great wisdom and honor. A wise person chooses the right road. A fool takes the wrong one. You can identify two fools just by the way they walk down the street. If your boss is angry at you, don't quit. A quiet spirit can overcome even great mistakes. And then he brings out some ironies in life. He mentions... um, three main categories of these proverbs that we live out in life category one is advantages versus disadvantages and i'm not going to go into these i'll go into these sunday but you kind of get an idea where we're going the second category is humility and patience versus popularity and partiality 
Solomon writes in, in verse 4 of 10, chapter 10, If the ruler's temper rises against you, do not abandon your position because composure allies great offenses. We might paraphrase it, paraphrase it this way. If your superior becomes angry at you, do not hand in your resignation because your calm and cool composure can quiet his hot temper. Category three is in, in, inevitable risk versus inexcusable stability. It's how we react to things. He, and he mentions these, he, like he, common situations and the potential dangers with that. He mentions digging a pit. The danger is falling into it. Breaking through a wall, being bitten by a snake, uh, quarrying stones, being hurt by falling stones, splitting logs, endangering and overexerting oneself due to a dull axe. He, he, he breaks up these different ironies in life, and then he kind of brings it down in, in verses 10 and 11. He, he talks about the marvelous advantages we get from God's wisdom. And the first one is this, wisdom prepares the way for success. If we want success in life, we have to listen and follow God's wisdom, not our own. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people miss that. Right. And then secondly, wisdom thinks ahead before the fact. That's the point. God's omniscient. He knows, he knows what we're going to be doing tomorrow. Right. He knows the exact moment when he stops our heart and takes us home. We don't know that. Right. He knows the exact moment when... Uh, he turns, God the Father turns to Jesus the Son and says, bring my people home, and then the church will be taken out. Nobody knows that but him. So in his omniscience, why wouldn't we want wisdom that knows everything about us, even the future? He doesn't make, make us change our minds, but he gives us the wisdom on how to live our lives out, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. No one else can give us wisdom that's from the future. It's, a, it's not out there. Now, there's fortune tellers, uh, tarot card readers and whatever, but their power comes from the dark side. Even Satan himself is not omniscient. Right. He don't know everything. That's right. He knows a lot. He knows how to aggravate God's people. And he went to extremes to, uh, to kill Jesus and keep him from coming back to the dead, but look what that happened. That didn't work out so good for him. Mm-hmm. And then... He talks about gaining wisdom according to Proverbs. According to James 1.5 as well, we must request that God give it to us. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously and without reproach, and it will be given him. Prayer is just one step in the process. We, we need to carefully consider on what uh, Proverbs 2, 1 through 4, because he goes back and forth between Ecclesiastes and Proverbs. Uh, and this is Proverbs 1 through 4. My son, if you receive my sayings, treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding, for if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as her hidden treasures. He, he's talking about the greatness of, of God's wisdom that is found in God's written word. Mm -hmm. Then we will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. In 6 through 9 of uh, of that same passage, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. 
He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good course. You know, he, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much it, I guess, Steve. Well, it's, it's going to be good on Sunday, you know, this continuation of, of uh, listening to what Ecclesiastes through through Solomon's words, um, you know, I, one of the favorite things, um, because I know my weakness, right? I know that that um, well, <laughs> I don't know it all. That's for sure. I am I am lacking much different types of things, and so when I when the Lord leads me into a scenario and a situation. I love to pray for wisdom. Father, I'm going into this situation. I don't know the future, but I do know that you do, and I do know that you have knowledge for me, and you are going to be able to bring in that wisdom so that you will help not me be glorified, but you be glorified in it. So, see, even our objective when we go in and we ask for wisdom, to help us to see that it is not to self-preservation but that God will see, be seen in the process so that his words will be able to change hearts and to and change the situation. It, it's wise to look back up. at all the times in our lives when we did plunge on ahead and not seek his wisdom how that turned out for us. That's right. Yeah. How dear and how precious. <laughs> if you want to hand somebody if you want to hand your child or your grandchild uh, some, some great legacy remarks talk to him about solomon's uh talking to others talking to us now and and we find it like you've presented it in other places in the word where it says if you lack wisdom ask for ask it, for it. Yep. Br- but bring it with a heart that is is one that is after god ask him he'll give it to you yeah what a great thing yeah yeah, it's wonderful. Pastor, would you pray? Lord, we love you, and we do, <laughs> all of us. We need to ask every day for wisdom. And it's what I say a lot, Lord, about all the voices in life that speak to us every day. But we've got to be wise enough to discern your voice yes. and hear your voice above all others. And you'll make that clear to us if we ask. It's just like we've just said here mm. uh, from Solomon and his Proverbs and Ecclesiastes to the book of James and on and on. It mentions wisdom a lot, how we need it, and how we are sheep without a shepherd without you. And we will just continue to go off course and get away from the flock and go head first over a cliff and break our necks if we don't listen to you. So that's, that's what you're trying to keep us from danger. You, want, you have our paths marked out, the best path there is, that has the most blessing, that has the most fruit, so to speak, that you produce in our lives, Holy Spirit. So it's my prayer today for all of us that we daily seek your wisdom and above and beyond all that, that we have the obedience to obey you and listen to that wisdom yes. and not blow it off. Yes. So that's my prayer today. I love you, God, and I thank you for... Uh, for Steve and these podcasts, and uh, hopefully some people will be blessed through them because it's of you. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. 
Well, folks, thanks for joining us here today. It has been a delight for us to be able to come in together, to be able to talk, to share the word, and to uh, share the wisdom that God's given us uh, to bring to you as he continues to pour in us. We definitely do not know it all. The Lord can, sure. the Lord continues to provide uh, as we study and as we continue to work through the processes of understanding where God is leading and helping direct crossroads or those that might not even be going to crossroads but listen to this podcast so that there's some gleaning of the wisdom and um, let it be of God that's for sure well thank you pastor for joining me today and we hope that uh, uh, the warmer days ahead will be coming soon and uh, and and you don't have to go on spring break down to Florida to, to capture some of that warmth but it'll be right here in Indiana and it will be for sure Well, God bless you, and thanks for joining us, and have a great day. Bye-bye.